Podcast Answer Man, episode number 262. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, this is Rick, co-founder and CEO of Blog World New Media Expo, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you are a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. You really should check out learnhowtopodcast.com. Anyway, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends. It is all about taking things to the next level. And today I am taking the amount of amazing value in content to the next level with this episode because I am so excited about all the different things that I've planned ahead of time to record for you. In fact, one of the things that I'm doing today, uh, it's actually the second week in a row that I've done it, uh, but I will tell you about it today because it was quite successful last week, is I'm recording the Ustream live video recording of episode 262 of Podcast Answer Man. In fact, what I'm going to do is in the show notes of Podcast Answer Man episode 262 at podcastanswerman.com slash 262, I will embed the video recording at the bottom of the post just in case you want to kind of look at it. Now, why would you want to look at the video of me recording an audio podcast? Well, I think it's because the the value here will be that you get to see how I've been using this program called Workflowy to design my outlines for my podcast. And you literally will see me sharing my screen um, to, you know, to show you exactly what outline was put together beforehand and how I use it to walk me through the show. So, for example, when people are watching the video and actually people are watching me live right now. They'll see that I am ready to start off this show with the random plug of the week. And I can actually click on random plug of the week and see that I am going to be telling you about my good friend, Steve Cloida, who is also a podcast mastermind member. And he has a podcast called The Prospecting Minute. Now, Steve Cloida has more than 30 years of experience in sales. And he actually used to be very big into the telemarketing world. And so what he does is he actually has perfected several formulas, several approaches and techniques to help you uh, work on your sales pitch or how to communicate to actually new prospects, sometimes cold calls, if you will, and how to take that and generate more sales. In fact, the description of his podcast says sales and prospecting strategies for the 21st century, which will attract more prospects, retain more clients, and drive more sales. And if that's something that you might be interested in, then you might want to listen to his podcast. In fact, if you do and you listen to the intro text of his podcast, what he says when he's introducing the show, I think that you'll find out that Steve's been a little bit influenced by the podcast Answer Man. Uh, you'll just have to go and click and play on one of the click play on one of the episodes just to find out what I'm talking about. 
Anyway, uh, Steve Cloyd is doing one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I typically, you know, I, I love highlighting podcasts as a random plug of the week that do things in a way that I typically don't recommend for podcasting. I'm personally, me, myself, I'm not a fan of the, you know, 10 minute or less format for a podcast, but I think it's a perfect format for many people. And Steve Cloyd seems to uh, certainly feel most comfortable in that five to six minute episode range or yeah, five, five to six minutes per episode range. He does a great job knocking it out of the park. If you want to find out more about his podcast, head on over to theprospectingexpert.com. Again, that is theprospectingexpert.com. And if you like Steve's show, make sure that you let him know that you heard about him from the podcast Answer Man. You know, occasionally I like to bring in new segments into Podcast Answer Man. And this week, I want to introduce a new segment. It's not going to be a weekly thing, um, although it could happen quite often. It may happen very rarely. I don't know. It's whenever my heart uh, says, wow, this is something I want to share. And this is, I'm going to call it the word of wisdom. You know, a word of wisdom that I want to share with you. And it's it's better than saying the quote of the week, but it's it's... Somewhere I've been inspired in some way by some quote that somebody's given and I think that it really applies to either my journey or I've seen that it's really applied to the journey of uh, other podcast mastermind members or my coaching and consulting clients, whether it be my podcasting A to Z students. Uh, In fact, matter of fact, I forgot. I need to add that to my show notes here. (laughs) I can't believe that I didn't even put that in here. Uh, Let me just put on here podcast mastermind and podcasting a to z before my interview with angelo mandato today anyway my word of wisdom (laughs) for those of you who are watching the video and and this is why by the way this is one of the reasons why podcast answer man as far as i can see into the future will not become a video podcast because what i'm doing right now is I'm ref- I'm about ready to refer. For those of you who are watching the video, you just saw me do something really cool, which is just to add something to the outline of this podcast as I was recording the podcast. And uh, Workflowy does make it that awesome. And so I do encourage you to go watch the video. But you know what? Th- this is the last time I'm going to do this because it that what I just did frustrates me to no end. It does. I I really despise listening to an audio podcast that was recorded as a video. And then all of a sudden, for those of you who are only getting the audio experience, you just missed out on something cool, Uh, which means that you're a second class citizen. We're really doing this for the video audience because that's where I get the fullest potential to share everything with you. The only thing is, is here's the deal. The video quality, the actually even the audio quality of my video is going to be subpar compared to the audio quality of the audio version of Podcast Answer Man. So, number one, audio is is more relevant to to where people want to listen and they, they can do so many other things. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. You've heard me talk about it a billion times. I'm a huge fan of audio over video, but just in case you wanted to see what I was doing on Workflow, you could see that if you went and watched the video at podcastanswerman.com slash 262, and I'll stop being a hypocrite now and go back to my word of wisdom, which is from this week from uh, a blog post from Seth Godin. Uh, The word of wisdom and and a quote that you could write down for yourself. You can even put this on your whiteboard if you have one like I do. 
and just write it down big and bold. Be judged or be ignored. You have an option. Seriously. Actually, this is a blog post from a blog post from Seth Godin. And the actual title of the blog post was you will be judged or you will be ignored. And in fact, if, if you don't mind, I'm actually going to put a link, not only a link to the blog post in the show notes, but the blog post is so short, so sweet, so to the point that I'm going to read to you the entire blog post. It's like it's like a couple sentences. Anyway, this is what he says. Uh, you will be judged or you will be ignored. Uh, uh, ignored. There are, let's see here, he says, those are pretty much the only two choices. Being judged is uncomfortable. Snap judgments, prejudice, prejudices, misinformation, all of these combined with not enough time, and then in parentheses he says, how could there ever be enough time, to truly know you means that you will inevitably be misjudged, underestimated, or overestimated, and unfairly rejected. The alternative, of course, is much safer to be ignored. Up to you. I, you know, I love these little tiny posts by Seth Godin. And I, you know, I, the more I think about it, maybe I might add Seth Godin's blog post to my list of RSS readers. It's they're so short and to the point most of the time that I and I really love the things, the content that and and the line of thinking that Seth Godin has. But the, I want to talk about this word of wisdom. Are you afraid, so afraid of being judged that it's kept you from launching your first podcast or your first blog for that matter? And, and I know that that is the, the problem for many people. They're afraid of being judged. I want to tell you that after 3, 000, more than 3,000 podcast episodes, I still struggle with this today. I sh- you heard at the if you go back and listen to the last five minutes of Podcast Answer Man, Episode number 261. That's at podcastanswerman.com forward slash 261. If you go back and listen to that episode, the last five minutes, you will hear me question the the value or the level of quality of what I brought to the table. I had a fear that I would be judged that this is a less than valuable episode. I oftentimes find myself adjusting the way that I approach this podcast based upon what other people have said in their feedback to me, oftentimes very valuable feedback. I was having this conversation the other day about uh, with one of my clients. Uh, his name is, uh, I think it was Scott uh, Scott Ginn from betterbasketball.com. Anyway, Scott and I were talking about this idea of being authentic and transparent in your show and and I was talking about the fact that, you know, in that in that episode, I got a lot of people who left comments and which, by the way, can I just say I love getting comments from you in the comment section on an episode of Podcast Answer Man. I, I absolutely am thrilled to receive your comments and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for those of you who take the time to go to the Podcast Answer Man episode at podcastanswerman.com and leave me a comment. I just absolutely love it. Just want to say that. But anyway, in the comments for 261, I got so many people says, Cliff, I don't know what you're talking about. This is amazing. It's one of the best episodes yet. And and I and I sometimes where it comes to it is the amount of preparation 
you know, and I've actually been putting, sometimes I've been putting as much as one to three hours worth of preparation work into an average episode of Podcast Answer Man these days. And I've been doing that because I wanted to actually take a more polished and polished and professional approach. And this goes all the way back to some feedback I got. I believe it was from, from Walter a long time ago. And Walter's a good friend. He's a part of the Podcast Answer Man, gspn.tv community. And I, and I and I have developed somewhat of a relationship with him over the course of um, the past year and, and very much value that friendship. But at the same time, I will tell you that that I do believe that I have changed away from a little part of the 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 me that makes me me in in my in my podcasting. In fact, after you know the week after I got some feedback about my sometimes unprofessional or unpolished approach, I did an episode titled "The Unpolished Approach to Podcasting," and and I defended it fiercely that this is who I am. I will be who I am, and and I will tell you that. I I took into that took in that feedback and I started thinking it's like wait a second you know what I I am worried about how I come across I do want to be I do want to reach some of the people who are a little bit more professional I don't want to turn people off I don't want to be judged unfairly I don't want people to 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 come and 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 make a snap judgment uh to come and and basically be misinformed about who I am and and I, I really wish people would get a little bit more time to to know who I am and what I'm about and what my true message is, and and that if they did, they would they wouldn't underestimate me or overestimate who I am, and and they would accept me. And that's what I really want. And and I want you know I want birds and to whistle on your shoulder, Mr. Bluebird singing, and you know all that stuff. And gosh, I just showed how old I am. Anyway, I want it to be fun and actual and everything to be satisfactual. You know, zippity doodah. Come on, seriously. And and you know, I want it to just be me. And sometimes I'm so afraid of being judged that I I I change who I am. I change my approach. And and what I've been getting as feedback a lot lately is is that you know what, Cliff, you know, I I love your podcast. And I don't even podcast. I love podcast answer man, and I don't even podcast. I even saw that in some of the the ratings and reviews. And 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 people like Michael Hyatt say, you know, I listen to your podcast, and it's not just for the technical stuff. I'm just inspired. And some other people have said that same thing. I'm just inspired by the way you communicate, the things you share. And and I I really wish I could tap in. I wish I knew what that was. I could put it into a formula so I can package it and 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 share it with people. And and I don't even know what it is, but it is somehow some people are just saying it's just the way you share who you are inspires me, and it inspires me to do things. And 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 to be honest with you, I sometimes am afraid to just be myself because I'm afraid of being judged. And you know what? I I I I want to continue to be authentic. I want to be authentically me and I want to be transparent. And you know what? I am at the place now in my life where I have determined, go ahead and judge me. I'm too busy doing great work to be concerned about your judgment. But at the same time, I really do want to hear what you think because if there's something massively wrong, I do want to adjust. I want to course correct. But I, I still want to be true to myself. And so I, fi- I, I find myself at a tension between 
you know, the unpolished approach that's authentically me, but also saying, you know what, let's get to the point. Let's bring some value here. Let's not waste people's time. All right. Let's get serious about this. And so anyway, the word of wisdom today, you know what? You have a choice. Be judged or be ignored. It's up to you. Thank you, Seth Godin, for that word of wisdom. All right. Next up, I wanted to bring to you a story that I saw. Somebody forwarded this to me, and I I apologize for not giving a plug to the person who sent this to me, but um, they know who they are. They sent me this article, a link to this article on GigaOM, and I've never read the GigaOM website before in my life, but I did, however, check out this article because the title of the article was, let me see if I can find it here, Player FM makes podcasting look cool again, or makes podcasts look cool again. That's the title of this article. In fact, the, the very first thing that this article says, the very first words from the person writing this article says, podcasts may have fallen a bit out of fashion lately, but the new cloud ba- cloud-based podcast playback and discovery platform Player FM hopes that you'll give the medium another chance. You know what I have to say in re- regards to that right here. How about that for an unpolished, unprofessional approach that is authentically authentically me? Player, please, come on. Podcasting has, has fallen out of fashion lately. Where are you coming from? You know, we need we need a service like player ple- I mean player.fm to to give podcasting another chance. Oh, come on. Player, please. That's what I got to say about that article. Anyway, I did check out the I did check out the service. Let me give you the pitch. It was launched by former Googler, uh, Google employee, I guess, Michael Mehemoff. Anyway, just a few days ago, and Player FM allows users to aggregate their personal podcast subscriptions online and play them on any computer or mobile device right from the browser. No additional software required. Now, I did check out the service, and I'm, I'm going to, number one, say, hey, okay, granted, this thing was launched just a couple days ago. But as far as fashion, the site doesn't look great. It's not wonderfully laid out. Uh, It seems to be reinventing the wheel when it comes to having to go and submit your podcast to another service. Um, I couldn't find any way to search for content, like to search for any of the podcasts I already know and love based by text search. Uh, and certainly uh, the te- any of the, the channels, the featured channels that are there or categories of podcast, if you will, seem to be quite limited as to what's there. Um, it, it seems to be a very primitive submission to adding your new content um, via a Google Doc is what you're putting your information into. Um, 
I did find after playing around for a very long time that I was able to add my own shows, RSS feeds, to my own personal channel after having signed up. I did choose not to sign up using a a Facebook or a Twitter login because I didn't want it to automatically publish stories onto my timelines without me really uh, getting into that. I didn't know how much control I have over that, but I created a, a traditional username, password, email account setup. And once I did that, I did see that I was able to add my own RSS feeds to my own channel. So I could actually, if I knew the RSS feed, I could add the podcast that I wanted to to my own setup or my own profile there, which of course then does allow me from my browser to look at the things that I'm that I quote unquote have subscribed to and click play. And, and for a cloud-based player, and if you want to go through and curate all your stuff into that one channel, web-based, it's something you can listen to on your iPhone, iPad, whatever device that you have out there, mobile device, and all of that from your browser. Now, the thing is, I didn't check it on the mobile stuff. I'm just assuming that it works based upon the fact that I, I believe it's probably all HTML5 and and one of the big key ingredients or the pitch of this site is that it works on mobile devices, but it certainly worked right from the browser. It's got a decent player. Browser experience is not too bad. Although my opinion is that even though, you know, even though I added my stuff several days ago to my own channel, it still didn't filter in any of my uh, my my podcast that I submitted to my own channel. While I did see that if I give a link to it to somebody else. Uh, like I went and opened it in an incognito Chrome browser to see if other people could see it, not just myself, if I if they weren't logged in. The, my content now, because I put it in my channel, is on their service, but it still didn't flow into any of the featured channels where those might go in. It seems to me that there's a little bit of a manual process where they're probably going through all the submissions and putting them in the right categories and maybe choosing to feature some versus not the other. But I guess if the idea is this is a place where you can come and curate your own feeds and and put all the stuff in, maybe there might even be an OPML or something like that where you can just import your your all of your subscriptions at once. But um, yeah, my here's the thing. My opinion right now is that this is still way new. It's way too new to matter to me right now. And it kind of reminds me of the old days of Odeo.com. That's O-D-E-O.com, which is, I just looked at their site. It's, I guess they're going to launch something different under that brand moving forward. But Odeo, I think, are the guys who created Odeo, actually started, uh, decided to dump Odeo and, and move on and create this thing. Uh, I don't know. It's called Twitter. Anyway, uh, it, it does. If any, if any of you remember the old days of Odeo, that's what it reminds me of. And I don't know. I, for Perhaps it fills a need for some people. If you're looking for a, a web-based solution to subscribe to all of your podcasts that will work on all different browsers, even mobile devices, go check it out, player.fm. And here's the thing. I want to point out that my, my displeasure for the way that this was pitched in this article goes to the author over at GiggleOM and not with player.fm. I you know unfortunately player.fm um uh, and and former Google employee Michael Mahelmoff um I'm sorry but you know you, you got a bad rap just by the way that it was uh, up, approached. <laughs> can can player.fm make podcast look cool again? Come on. Really? Seriously? 
Ugh. Anyway, moving on. Okay, next, I want to tell you about a free graphic that will look wonderful on your website if you're interested in it. It is a subscribe with iTunes graphic that you could put, <coughs> excuse me, over on the sidebar of your website. And uh, this is a free template that has been provided by my good friend over uh, Dan Andrews over at Lifestyle Business Podcast. He created this for his Lifestyle Business Podcast podcast website. And he says, hey, if you like this, you know, this is a way for me to give back to the podcasting community. I'll give you this, uh, you know, the PDF document or the, yeah, the PSD document or the Photoshop document that allows anybody who wants to, to go into the layers and replace the two places where it's got his image and you can update it and customize it. I'll tell you what, it's, I'm not going to try to describe all of this to you in audio form and I'm not even going to put it up for those you know I'm not even going to show it on the screen for those who are watching by video I'm just going to say hey go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash 262 you'll actually see my version of this file not in the sidebar right now because my sidebar is a little bit congested uh, at the time being but inside the podcast episode where I'm asking people to rate and review my podcast in iTunes, you'll see my version of the graphic there. And just look for in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com slash 262 where you can grab the PSD file and edit it to your heart's content. And again, thank you to Dan Andrews um, uh, for making that available to us. All right, moving along, we are next going to talk about how to manage multiple brands. And you know what? Goodness gracious, I put this off last week and I'm going to put it off again uh, this week. We're already with the interview with um, Angelo Mondado. We're already going to be over one hour. So Spencer, I apologize. I'm doing it to you again this week. But I do want to share three other things that I think are very important for me to share with you. One, um, podcast artwork. Just a reminder, the upgraded version now that iTunes is looking for is 1400 by 1400 uh, graphic artwork. Again, I want to recommend my good friend, Jenny Hampson. She has been a member of the GSPN.TV and Podcast Answer Man community for many years now. She does all of my artwork uh, for my podcasts, and she is the best. And for $175, she will create custom artwork that will blow your mind. In fact, if you want to see some of her artwork and find a way to contact her, go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash Jenny H. That's J-E-N-N-Y-H, podcastanswerman.com slash Jenny H. And she can set that up for you. In fact, she'll even create the artwork for you at 2800 by 2800 and probably give you 1400 by 1400 versions and even smaller versions if you request it ahead of time. So Jenny H is the place to go for your podcast artwork. I used to actually do the artwork, you know, charge my clients for the artwork and then go through Jenny H to get them made. Now I just refer people right on to them. And she does pay me a, a small little commission if you actually go through her. So it does not, o- not only does it benefit her, but it benefits me as well. Also want to remind you that the podcast mastermind is accepting new members. If you haven't done so already, go over to podcastmastermind.com. There are way too many benefits for me to 
mentioned to you here. And in fact, if you are questioning about the have any question as to the value of the podcast mastermind at podcastmastermind.com. It literally right now forwards you just to a blog, uh, actually a post on my site. And at the bottom, I encourage you to read the testimonials that are there from existing podcast mastermind members. Go check it out, podcastmastermind.com. If you've been thinking about taking your personal and professional life to a whole new level that you never dreamed possible before, now is the time. Are you ready for the Podcast Mastermind? Head over to podcastmastermind.com and find out more information. And then the long-awaited, that's right, my friends, it is now, it is finally time, and let me uh, click this right here, right now. This, my friends, is the very first place I am announcing that the July Podcasting A to Z course is about ready to officially kick off its launch uh, as far as getting people signed up. In fact, this week, uh, this coming week, uh, right following Memorial Day, as soon as I get back, I am going to be reaching out to all the people who are currently on the waiting list. They will get first dibs at the 20 to 30 spots that will be available uh, for students to enroll in the July Podcasting A to Z course. If you don't know about the Podcasting A to Z course, go to podcastinga2z.com. It is by far the single best value outside of the Podcast Mastermind. Although the Podcast Mastermind is not coaching and not consulting, Podcast Mastermind is something completely different. Go to podcastmastermind.com to learn more about that. But when it comes to coaching and consulting and the technical side of getting you up and running with your audio podcast and and having you set up with the foundation that's going to get you to knock it out of the park. And it's not even just the foundation. This is A to Z. This is from beginning to end within four weeks the most intense, amazing course that is going to walk you through side by side with you through the process, podcasting a to z.com. Check it out. If you want to be on the list of people who are in that course, email me podcast or cliff at podcastanswerman.com. And by the way, podcasting a to z as soon as the sold out signs are removed in the buy now or click now or add to cart buttons or whatever buttons are added at podcasting a to z then you can sign up but if you want to be if you want to get ahead of those people and make sure that you get in email me cliff at podcastanswerman.com put podcasting a to z in the subject line i'll get you in there and now, my friends, it is time for my interview with Angelo Mondado of uh, <laughs> of the Blueberry, the creator, founder, developer of the Blueberry PowerPress, not PodPress, PowerPress plugin. And I'm going to play that interview for you right now. <laughs> All right, my friends, I am delighted to have on the podcast answer man this time around Angelo Mandado. Angelo has been a good friend of mine ever since I first met him at PodCamp Ohio 1. Angelo, thanks for coming on to the podcast answer man. 
Oh, thanks, Cliff. Um, and actually, we go before, even before the first PodCamp. That's I don't know right. If you, yeah, you came down to uh, New Media Cincinnati a couple times. Right, yeah, because uh, both you and uh, Daniel Lewis and also um, uh, Daniel Johnson Jr. Yeah. Um, I think he was the one that actually ran those, those meetups. Um, it really helped me out a lot with the first PodCamp. Well, I'll tell you what, it was an, it was an awesome experience. And, uh, I, I wonder, I know that PodCamp Cincinnati has gone over really well down here last year. And I know there's another one being planned. Is there going to be another one in Columbus anytime in the near future? Um, unfortunately I don't have a schedule anymore that, that gives me time to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, well, it's and, definitely a lot of work and I just want to say, I appreciate your support in the podcasting community, uh, not only through podcasts, but I think probably what is most interesting to the podcast answer man audience is your work, uh, that many people unfortunately may not know about. Uh, I mean, they know about your work, but they may not know that you're the person behind it. And that of course is the power press plug-in for podcasting. Um, tell me uh, real quick, how did you get involved in creating a PowerPress plugin? Well, we were, we were all using PodPress. Um, you know, I think PodPress came out, what, 2006? So at that point, everybody was kind of doing their own thing with their own feeds. So as soon as, you know, PodPress matured a little bit, everybody kind of stuck to it real quick but then uh 2007 that summer and it's hard to imagine it's already been four years or over four years but that summer um the podpress plugin kept breaking every time they put out a new release of wordpress and back then there was like a new version of wordpress every three months yeah and uh when uh two point wordpress 2.5 came out it broke big time and no one had a solution for about two weeks. And we were getting, at the Blueberry community, we were getting a lot of podcasters saying, hey, you know what, I'm in these ad deals, but my site's broken, and I'm really frustrated. And a couple people even said they were just going to quit podcasting altogether because it's not worth the, the hassle to, you know, with a unreliable plug-in. Yeah. So I, I brought up to the team a few months before that, because PodPress didn't update since Christmas, that maybe we should you know, help them develop it. So I reached out to Dan, the, the author of uh, PodPress at the time, and he didn't really get back to me. Um, in the past, he always got back to us, but, you know, he never got back to me, so I didn't know what was happening. So when when June came about, or July, when that two, WordPress 2.5 came out, we were in that conundrum, and, uh, you know, Todd was like, all right, fine, I know you wanted to do some changes to PodPress, do it. <laughs> so... I started working on it. I spent about a week and a half with PodPress, and then I said, this is really, it was kind of like trying to fix a uh, dinosaur, and I decided at that point to just do a rewrite. It was trying, it was basically trying to write a brand new operating, modern day operating system, but trying to be backwards compatible all the way back to three Windows 3.1. Right, and actually, PodPress was designed for like WordPress 1.2 or something like that. Yeah. So it was exactly that. Well, I just want to say for the record, I was one of those people who never jumped onto the PodPress bandwagon. And uh, I, I'm sure it will come up here in, later on in the story, but uh, it took me forever. It took forever for Angelo to convince me to even try uh. PowerPress. Because here's the deal. I was, I was one of those people who always from the very beginning did 
uh, I was either blogger going through FeedBurner to iTunes and my audience, or I was always WordPress to FeedBurner to my my audience. I've always, from the beginning, never failed to use FeedBurner, and it's never failed me since December of 2005. And so I never needed to use a plugin like PowerPress or PodPress or any of those things in the past. I was just, uh, I was using... Because the thing is, is I, you know, I was hearing everybody complaining. This is breaking. This is breaking every time it would upgrade. But I found a plugin that just did media enclosures, uh, made that super simple. It was KG Enclosure Flex was the name of the one I used all the all the time. And then I just found the one pixel out audio player because I found it absolutely mission critical that there must be an audio player on every post that is a podcast episode at the top. That was just, it's like, how can you do that? So I found those two plugins and they worked and they never failed me. So I never got caught into that. But as a podcast consultant, let's just say that uh, when WordPress upgraded and uh, that was broken for several weeks, it, it basically gave a gigantic boost to my business but was not the kind of boost that I wanted because everybody felt stuck and nobody wanted to pay. Uh, at least most of them didn't because they were all doing it as a hobby. And it was very frustrating. And I determined at that time, and this is where I got a really bad taste for these all-inclusive plugins, podcast plugins. It's like, listen, this is why you should never rely on one of these plugins. This is horrible. These things are built to to circumvent the system instead of working with it. Um, it just it, it adds tables to your thing and it, it, it just doesn't do it right. And right. and so I, I always I, for years I advised do not install any podcasting plugin. Instead, install this and this. However, there came a time when guess what? KG and Closure Flex did not keep up with uh, with the grade. And um, the the good news is because it was just one element. All that meant is that future episodes weren't getting enclosed with the date and timestamps. But I could, but all of my previous ones, because the plugin, all it did was create the the enclosure for me, rather me mail it, manually doing it myself, and never messed up any of the back stuff. So I knew that if that quit working, I could just uninstall it, and I could still do manual enclosures. And that's what I loved is that it didn't actually require special tables or anything like that. It was working with that, and it was probably not until version two of PowerPress when I learned that that's how you were doing this as well. So I, I'm sorry to break in, but I just wanted to give that little back history as well. But uh, so basically it was June or July and you started playing with it and then you realized that, you know, we're going to build this from the ground up. Go ahead and take it from there. Right. Well, uh, actually to lead in what you were just talking about, um, I remember having discussions with you when we were, we first started working on PowerPress back then. And your concern was with, you know the data when that combined with um the uh the other plugin we saw that was available but it was very rudimentary was a, a podcasting plugin just called podcasting and it was very crude but what that developer was which i believe his name was uh um robert heft um he saved the podcast episode data the same way wordpress saved it right and so, and after having conversations with you and a couple other folks, I'm like, you know what? We'll just do the same thing in PowerPress. So that way, if the plugin does get disabled, the data is still there. WordPress is still serving it like it would anyway. It's just that you don't have that extra uh, iTunes-specific stuff there. 
Exactly. And, and, and because you did that, that's what I mean, it, it you, you actually followed through and said, you know what, Cliff, we took your your stuff. Now, will you re- recommend this? Now, would you be willing to use it? And I still fought you for a long time because it, 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 I'm hard headed. Yeah. It's like, listen, what I'm doing work is working. You know, why should I change if it's not if it's working? But when when all of a sudden KG Enclosure Flex was not getting those timestamps uh, for the file, basically measuring the size of the file and then determining you know, how long the episode is it my in iTunes. It wasn't listening to the episode length anymore. I'm like, okay, I don't want to manually do this. Let me try PowerPress. And so I did, I installed it. And, um, even to this day, personally, I am using PowerPress for two things and two things only. And I mean, literally I'm a purist. It's you only do two PowerPress is only doing two things. It's doing my media enclosure and it's doing my audio player. That's it. That's all I use it for. But it does it brilliantly. And right. and it's doing exactly what you had said that you guys would do, which is r- write the enclosures the na- way anything else would normally be done. But you guys actually went far beyond that. And you want to tell us a little bit about some of the other things that you decided to throw in there while you were building this thing. Oh, yeah. So, you know, essentially we told folks, tell us what kind of features you want. And uh, the most frustrating, though, for us initially was putting a, like, we wanted just one player that worked in all cases. And uh, at the time, the player was Flow Player Classic. It's not the prettiest player. It's not the, um, you know, it's it's not the fanciest full-featured, but it was very reliable. It worked anywhere there was Flash, essentially. Um but, you know, one of those things where we just kept getting feedback. People wanted the one pixel out or they wanted this player. They wanted that player. So finally, we're like, well, you know, what's stopping us from just putting five players in the plugin? <laughs> <laughs> so we did. But I, I always have a development philosophy is that it needs to only be there if you set it to be there. And if it's not there, then it's not even loading. So, um, you know, rest assured that if you don't configure any players and PowerPress, none of that code is ever going to load into memory. It's just it's just kind of like extra files in the folder that never get touched at that point. Right. And and I absolutely love the fact that you put the one pixel out player in there because I do love the fact that you can customize the left side and the right side and the hover colors and stuff like that. You can actually I, one of the things that you did that made it super nice is that you could actually put the name of the podcast and the text in the middle and kind of right. hard code that. That's really nice. So I, I enjoy the fact that you added that feature. One of the things that you guys built in, and I don't know when this came in, but you guys started to add this new feature, which is uh, podcasting categories, or or what's the official name that you give that? Um, well, we have two solutions there. One is called the podcast categories, which means you can take a WordPress category and extend it for podcasting, and it just makes the the podcast feed exactly like a podcast only feed. And then the other thing we have is called podcast channels. And it's hard to explain the difference. Um, but essentially a category would be best would be best for a solution where you're you're only creating MP3s, but you want to organize one series of episodes with one particular title and another series with another title. Whereas the cat- the the channels feature is so if you're creating the same show, but you're going to create one that's an MP3 format, one in AUG format, one in um, MP4 video, then you can then 
create multi-channels that when you're editing your post, you put all three of those episodes in at the same time as you enter in the one set of show notes, but you have three separate podcast feeds. Nice. So, so in essence, when you're creating, because at this point, uh, prior to this channel system, if somebody came to, came to me and says, Cliff, I want to create a video version of my, of my podcast, but I also want to make the audio available as well. I think it's a, it would be excellent in both formats. So I want to do that. What I would actually have to have them do, um, well, there would be a couple different options. One option, the easiest option would be to go to WordPress, create a category for the video episodes, create a category for the podcast or for the audio episodes, and then actually post both post two posts, one in each category and enclose the audio file in one and enclose the video file in the other. And the only problem with that is people who are subscribed to the overall feed or to the site or, or whatever the case may be, you're, you're putting in all this extra content for the actual blog post. And what if somebody, you know, wants to come and they want to comment on the blog post and you want to keep all your community together, you get some people who are commenting on the video, um, actual WordPress post, and some are commenting on the audio WordPress post, and they're not actually seeing that conversation converge. Right. And the worst yet is search engine optimization. Yes. If you if you put the same show notes on both posts, you will get penalized by uh, Google. Yeah. So so basically there, there's that issue. There's that option. There was that option. There is another option. And one is to actually have, let's just say, run one of your feeds off of WordPress and your show notes and then actually either hard code manually and uh, do a separate feed that you would actually do as an XML file. Uh, or you could use like Podcast Maker or some of the other RSS tools that are out there to kind of manually build or, you know, using a WYSIWYG editor to kind of build a separate feed just for the video. And you can kind of just make that little subscription link available on the site as well. But it still points people back to the audio post or vice versa. You know, again, a lot of work. But you're telling me and this is something I've never personally tried uh, in in PowerPress. But uh, but I have seen it in action on some other people. So basically, I create one category for the podcast and and I just create that one post and I can embed, let's just say, the large HD version of the video, the small mobile friendly video and then the audio file. And and I can enclose all three of those media files on one post and it will still have three, it will go out to three separate RSS feeds. Exactly, yeah. The, the only tip, though, would be I would only do either category podcasting or podcast channel podcasting. I wouldn't combine the two just because it really confuses things. It becomes a matrix of options at that point. Right. So, so when, you, when you turn on the podcast channel... Um, so let's, let's just say, do you, does it pick it up by actually when you have the channels option turned on, you wouldn't just go and grab the feed for that category for that, where that post is put in because this, this, I actually tried, I, I, I wasn't going to say this, but I did. I tried this when I created the blog world podcast called for the podcast report, I actually did install PowerPress there and I, I decided I'm going to try this channel thing. And, right. and I tried it and what happened was I not knowing what I'm doing and I've never, you know, asked you, 
Uh, and of course, I'm not the type that reads a lot of documentation either. So yeah. what happened was I just created the category and I turned on this channel podcasting and I went and got, you know, such and such, you know, blogworld.com slash category slash, you know, the podcast report slash feed. And it wasn't putting in the the information in there. Is that because I was doing it wrong because I had channels turned on? Um, no. Well, yeah, you're you're trying to use a category feed at that point. Right. And, and there wasn't the, anything enclosed in there because I was using the channel. Is that why? Right. So channel has its own feed. Each or each channel has its own feed. If that makes sense. Yep. So basically when we when you install PowerPress, we give you a podcast channel automatically and we just label it podcast. So when you create an additional one, and, and that feed URL is your site.com slash feed slash podcast. Mm-hmm. So when you create additional podcast feeds, you're creating a, f- like, f- let's say for a PDF stream or PDF feed, it would be your, your domain.com slash feed slash PDF. Ah, gotcha. So, so it's different. So it's, it's a different, basically, URL scheme than what I was used to seeing. And, and so that's probably why it's in. The only reason I didn't investigate it further is because when I was setting up the blog world, they had some... Our, uh, feed burner RSS feed redirection issues that they had uh, been working on with an engineer. Right. Uh, that basically, they had it set up to where anytime you pulled up any feed anywhere on Blog World's WordPress site, it always forwarded you to one uh, blog RSS feed with feed burner. And so it it literally took me about a week and a half of working with their engineers to get that turned off to where I finally was able to do it. And then when I set it up under a channel, it's like eh, it didn't work. But then I actually went back and switched it back over to category podcasting and then the category enclosure was there. So it worked. So I, I, I that's why I didn't investigate it further. But I'm sure it works more flawlessly. If if I guess there's some documentation. Where where do people go to get some support? I know I've seen some uh, forums on, I guess, the Blueberry forums. Is that's where it's at? Right. So if you have questions, you can go to the Blueberry forums, which is forum.blueberry.com. And then also we launched... When we launched uh, version 3.0 of uh, PowerPress, we launched a podcast specifically for it. So oh, if really? you want to, right? And it's all video. So if you wanted to see video tutorials of do, different things using PowerPress, uh, just check out the powerpresspodcast.com. Wow, I did not even know that. See that this is why I need to have you on more often to keep up with you uh-huh. guys. So PowerPress plugin.com, and is it a video podcast? I guess a screencast kind of podcast. Yep. Sweet. Mostly, mostly our CEO Todd does the video, but I'm I have a list of videos I'm supposed to do. I'm just not, you know, I don't like being on the camera. <laughs> now I just typed it in uh, powerpresspluginpodcast.com. Um, powerpresspodcast.com. Ah, power. Okay, powerpresspodcast.com. Right. And there it is. And. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I do see it here. And very cool. I will link this as a resource in the show notes uh, for this podcast episode. So I'll make sure that people are, have uh, access to that. And I'm, I'm certainly going to go through it myself just to keep up to date with what you guys got going on there. So you have a new version of PowerPress that just came out. Right. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, um, in March, Apple started uh, putting out new uh, specifications for podcasting, which is exciting because we're always wondering... It, what what Apple's going to do next with podcasting? Um, you know, the couple years ago when Steve uh, Jobs mentioned that he didn't want Amateur Hour on his phones, it kind of got us a little nervous because 
podcasting is kind of synonymous with being amateur. <laughs> but, For some people. Right. So obviously that's not what he meant. I think he meant that uh, he meant something else with, you know, it's it's not going to become amateur hour with people who don't spend the time. And I think that's the difference when you create a podcast. It does require an effort and right. time. So, well, anyway, so when they put out these new updates, we're like, sweet. This is like, since the iPad, they haven't changed anything. So this is kind of a, this is good news that, you know, Apple's on top and they want to do more stuff with what they're doing with video in particular. Right. So a lot of the changes are for the upcoming, which they won't admit, <laughs> um, Apple TVs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the a couple of the new specifications require the image to be 1400 by 1400, which <laughs> there's a story behind that. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about that real quick uh, because episode 261 of Podcast Answer Man or no, not 261, but uh, in episode 256, that's because this is episode 261. Anyway, but in, back in episode 256 of Podcast Answer Man, I went out of my way to say, guys, if you haven't seen this, if you go to the iTunes spec page, it has changed. There was no big announcement or anything, but if you look, it's changed, and they are now suggesting 1,200 by 1,200 artwork. And I went out and ordered all new artwork from my professional graphics people, and so did about a thousand or more of my audience for Podcast Answer Man went out and got 1200 by 1200 artwork. But then all of a sudden, Tom Ballard put in one of the forums that I'm a part of. It says, uh, does anyone know the deal with what the deal is with PowerPress and the latest update? I have my new 1200 by 1200 artwork ready to fly. But now PowerPress is want, wanting 1400 by 1400. And, it's, and he's saying it won't even accept 1200 by 1200. So yeah. what happened there? Well, <laughs> um, we we work with Apple on occasion, and um, we contacted Apple to let them know that we're implementing all these new features that they they sent out, and they said, "Oh, hey, we're going to change that twelve hundred to fourteen hundred <laughs> by fourteen hundred." <laughs> nice, thank you, so, Apple. So you might want to change it in your plugin. So I and I kid you not. The day after we got the email from them, I looked to the specs and they updated their spec page too. So, but you can confirm the spec page did say twelve hundred by twelve hundred for like a oh, more, like two weeks or so, all the way up till a week ago. Yeah, yeah. And and so I, first and foremost, I I obviously I, there's nothing. It's it's out of my control. But I I personally want to apologize to anyone out there who you know went and upgraded you know maybe even their old three hundred by three hundred artwork and went out and had a professionally produced 1200 by 1200. I guess maybe at this point, the best thing to do is go ahead and just, you know, the next round, go ahead and get a 6,000 by 6,000, uh, you know, artwork and size it down. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so the new spec is 1400 by 1400, but is PowerPress really rejecting 1200 by 1200 artwork? Um, it's not supposed to. It's supposed to save what you upload, but print a warning at the top. So it might look, is, it might appear as though it's been rejected, like an error message. Right. It does look like an error message because we we put a, a yellow border around it and a big yellow neon background so it stands out. Is there any way that you could potentially see going in and, and changing the wording to say that it's suggested and that this is not an error? Yeah, and and you know I've been thinking about that since you brought it up. Yeah. So that we'll try. the The problem is uh, it's kind of like 
feed validator, we always get people saying that the this namespace is unknown error. And I'm like, that's those aren't errors. That's a, just a notice that you know feed validator doesn't know what the namespace is yet. So it's just it's the same thing like that. I, I can make it as is uh, bulletproof as we can, and we'll still get people that yeah. think it's an error. Right. Yeah. Well, no. So, so fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred, and, and um, you know, if you haven't listened to podcast Answer Man episode number two hundred fifty six, even though just replace anywhere I say twelve hundred with fourteen hundred, and you'll be fine. Uh, and and I I don't want to reiterate everything here, but the the biggest thing that I'll just say is that it this is a suggestion it is not a requirement you can if you still had 300 by 300 artwork uh, for your podcast you can still submit to the store they're not going to take you out there's nothing that you have to worry about there it literally says that the 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 only requirement that comes in if you are featured as a featured podcast in iTunes that you will not be accepted or even um you won't even be up for the running of being featured unless you have 1400 by 1400 artwork. Now, real quick, Angelo, in the categories where it says, you know, um, you know, hot, you know, hot podcast, that's not featured. That's that's still just the listing. Uh, well, is that right? Um, no, from what I understand is if if they're going to f- uh, show your podcast in the in the first and second level navigation, it needs to be have have the right uh, artwork per pet. Per platform, am I saying that right? So, like, when they do launch the TV, you better have the fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred if you want to be showing up in the initial sh- uh, results. Right. Okay. Well, so uh, get updated to fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred, everybody. Well, <laughs> yeah, and the one other suggestion too would be to save it as a JPEG. Um, the PNG at that resolution is going to be close to a meg in size, depending on how much artwork is in the file. Right. And a JPEG will still be around 150 to 200K. Yeah. Is there anything else that's new in uh, PowerPress that you wanted to tell people about? Um, well, yeah. The uh, Well, a couple of the other iTunes specs are is closed caption. So if you're creating video and you're going through the trouble to put all the or audio for that matter in M4A format, and you're going through the trouble to put all the all the say the the captioning. Which, if you're not familiar with, with what captioning is, it's essentially um, an option to display text at the same time that the person is speaking or the audio is playing in the video. Um, you can then tell iTunes that yeah, my media is closed captioned. Um, we don't know what the ramifications are yet for that it's not a requirement um but you know if you're trying to be uh you're trying to create content that appeals to the uh, visually impaired or to the um um, accessible crowd that is something to seriously take into consideration right um one other quick thing is the video js player being an option in powerpress now as well um, if you've ever seen VideoJS, it's a completely CSS-styled video player. And if you're doing video, you can literally put your own CSS in your own theme and put and just tell PowerPress what the class name is of the CSS in your theme, and it'll style it exactly how you want. Sweet. And I know that all those web developers out there know exactly what you just said. Right. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty darn cool, actually. 
Well, I'll tell you what. How long ago did did PowerPress get its start? When 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 was it a f- first released? Um, I believe in uh, in summer of two thousand seven or late summer. Actually, if you give me a second, I'll give you the exact date because uh, we we keep pretty detailed readme. Oh, I'm off a whole year. <laughs> uh, released in August of two thousand eight, and uh, the first version was essentially it did exactly what those two plugins that you used uh, did essentially just handled the enclosure and gave you a nice audio player. Nice. Blog world. I'm, I'm looking up because one of the things that I think that I saw is that you have the ability to go in because occasionally I will do a podcast answer man episode as a video podcast. It's, it, I, it's very rare that I would do it, but occasionally I have and I'm trying to think if that it's a proven income strategies let me see if i can pull it up because i thought that i saw a video actually no I, that one's one where i did the audio as uh the thing but you, you have the ability uh, one of the things that i love about the blueberry powerpress p- plugin is that you guys have the ability if let's just say i do have a video episode and it is it, it's like a i did it as an mp4 file for example and I, I put that into my feed. That's in my enclosure. Uh, right. By default, if I have a player set up, um, by default, you'll throw in the PowerPress player or whatever player that you're using there. And it will display the enclosed media file on my blog post or my show notes. Whereas what I, what I prefer to do is I prefer uploading my uh, video file also to YouTube and then embedding the YouTube video into my post instead of the enclosed player that you guys have. Right. So you have the ability to go in and turn off per episode, even that player. And that's something that, um, I really, really enjoy. And I thought that I saw, a you know, a, a post where I had a video episode where it did actually was, it was reverting back to showing both players again. But I, I think it may be, oh. I may have come across an old post where I forgot to, go in and turn that one off. So it, it may be a non, non-issue. non But you didn't right. change anything there, right? No, no. That functionality dates back to somewhere in 2.0. Yeah. And uh, that was one where uh, Todd Cochran with the Geek News Central, he was doing live streaming at the, when he records a show. Yep. And then when he's done, he takes the embed out and, put, and then puts a, another embed where it's permanently saved. So... I don't know if he's doing that now. I think he's got a whole nother system he's using now for when he does live. But uh, so he wanted to be able to put an embed in there and it not display the player because he wants people to watch it live when it's live. Exactly. So very cool. Well, PowerPress 4.0, it is now available for those who have not upgraded. And if people want to go and find the uh, video podcast that is available for uh, tips and tricks about the PowerPress plugin itself. They can go to powerpresspodcast.com. And then if they need any support out there, my understanding is they could go to forum.blueberry.com. And of course, blueberries without any ease. Uh, and if they go there, there will be a section for uh, the PowerPress plugin support. And I know that you guys are very helpful in that area, the community's just been very helpful to a lot of people that have needed some help along the way. Right, Angelo, oh. on behalf, is there anything else? Oh yeah, one real quick too is uh, if you're currently using PodPress, 
um, and you're worried about making the switch, um, don't worry because when we built ours to replace Power or PodPress, um, all it takes is installing and enabling PowerPress and then disabling PodPress, and then it'll pick up where PodPress left off. Okay, say that one more time. So, oh. <laughs> so, so it's going to actually pull, it's going to pick up where PodPress left off. Will it go and pull that information out and turn it into like uh, the, the official WordPress style stuff? Um, well, no, it just gets people going. So essentially, PodPress does store episode data differently than what WordPress would want it to be stored. So PowerPress does store it correctly according to what WordPress wants enclosures to be stored. Um, but if you just want to check it out or just want to switch um, without putting too much effort, you can still do that. And PowerPress imports all the PodPress settings, and it'll render and display both in the feed and on your site all the old PodPress episode data. Okay. What then if you, you, know, you say, all right, I love PowerPress, then you can go and use some tools and import your PodPress episodes into WordPress. Now you say use some tools. Is that tools that you have or other tools? Uh, yeah, there's tools built into uh, PowerPress. We could probably have a month of episodes just talking about different th parts <laughs> of PowerPress. Well, that's why I'm excited. I mean, you guys should cover all that stuff in, in your, your PowerPress podcast site. Uh, I, I think that would be excellent because uh, there are a lot of people out there who would love to do that. So you're saying there, there you do have some tools built into PowerPress that will allow them to do that import if they find that they do like it, so they can actually finally dump Power or PodPress out the window and, and okay. disable it and, and delete it. Right, but you know we designed it so you can it's fast out of the gate to switch, and you, and if you want to switch back, you can switch back, and then it was like nothing happened. So. Nice. Very cool. Well, that's what I love about you guys is that you're not trying to be proprietary. You're not trying to keep everybody on the system. You're out there serving the podcasting community so that the podcasters can consistently get their stuff delivered even when WordPress is updating like crazy and making changes to the back end and iTunes is changing their specs, you know, one week after, just a couple of weeks after changing their specs uh, yeah. to 1200. I, I love that you guys are on top of things and uh, really appreciate it. And and I am, I, I am a huge supporter of PowerPress. All of my podcasts today uh, use Pod PowerPress uh, still. I only use it for the enclosure, and I only use it for uh, and for the audio player. Uh, and 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 it, but it it works flawlessly. It's never failed me ever since I switched over to it. Probably about three years ago now. So Angelo, you guys have done a wonderful job, and and I really appreciate it. Now, do you have anything that you want to plug where people can find you on the web or anything like that? Um, well, yeah, I'm, I have my own personal blog. It's uh, angelo.mandato.com. Excellent. And uh, I, besides that, just, you know, blueberry.com. Check if you have a podcast, make sure you're on there, and we'll probably put you on as much glass as possible with our Android and, and TV apps and Samsung and such. Very cool. Well, Angelo, I really appreciate you taking the time today, and I'm sure we'll uh, run into each other again. Are you coming to Blog World? Um, I'm not going to be able to make it. I okay. have uh, a lot of family stuff going on in June. All right. Uh, well, maybe in Vegas. But Todd will be there. I know Todd will be there. I'm looking forward to it. Angelo, again, thank you very much. And I'm sure we'll be talking soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. 
All right, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Once again, thank you to Angelo Mandato for sharing such wonderful behind-the-scenes looks at what's going on inside of the world of the PowerPress plugin. Hey, uh, real quick, I want to give you an update. As I'm recording this on Thursday, May 24th, 2012, Blog World and New Media Expo is only 12 days away. I cannot imagine just how awesome this thing is. Well, I can. I, I, I'm looking forward to I believe, I know it is going to be awesome. And I hope to see you there. In fact, I want to let you know, Callie Lewis is actually coming. And she is actually going to be broadcasting live from Blog World and New Media Expo on June 6th and 7th. That's Wednesday and Thursday. You can uh, find that live broadcast at geekbeat.tv slash live. And I'm going to be talking with Callie on Thursday, June 7th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Anyway, she'll be broadcasting live from Blog World Expo. There's going to be so much awesome stuff. Hey, if you haven't signed up, there's still time. You can go to blogworldexpo.com. I do want to remind you, you can get the virtual ticket option. Whether you're coming to Blog World or you're not able to make it to Blog World, the virtual ticket gets you access to every single session, everything that is taught at Blog World, not just the amazing 24 sessions of the podcasting track, but all of Blog World. Go check it out, the virtual ticket option. Use promo code GSPN10. When you sign out, you get, uh, or when you check out, when you register, whatever, you get 10% off. GSPN10 when you sign up. Now, here's the thing. If you want to get me a commission on this, if you want to, use the link at podcastanswerman.com where it says, I'm speaking at Blog World. If you click that link, that's my affiliate link. The GSPN10 is for you. Clicking through the link, that one's for me. Anyway, I want to say thank you to those of you who have left iTunes reviews for the Podcast Answer Man. Of course, that helps me rise up in the ratings and the rankings, and it also lets people know what you think about the show. Special thank you to Eric James Wolf and AJ Owen, who have left reviews in the past week. And just notice that I, I leave out all my good Canadian friends, Kenny Hard, Albert Hathazi, Marshall Stevenson, John Wiggins, Bill Hutchinson, uh, Lee Andrew from Germany, all of these guys in other countries leaving reviews for Podcast Answer Man. Just want to say thank you to you guys. We're now in the U.S. store up to 69 five-star iTunes ratings. Love to get to 100. If you want to help me out, go over to podcastanswerman.com and uh, click on the image in the show notes where it says rate... Um, Rate and review on iTunes. You'll see it at podcastanswerman.com forward slash 262. And then again, real quick, I want to say thank you to those of you who have signed up using my affiliate code with Bluehost, mynextnewplace.com, mynextnewplace.com, and anchordad.com. Thank you. I get a great commission from that. God bless you all. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything, including maybe the next couple extra minutes of your podcast, to the next level.